It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. One for three. One for three or yeah, one and that's two? that's what I meant. One for three. Oh, one for three. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> USC, baby. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 704 of Locked on Raptors for Tuesday, April the 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course... Please make sure you're checking out the Lockdown Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows covering all the big four sports, team-by-team, local perspectives. It's great. Please make sure you're subscribing to, rating, and reviewing all the shows that you want to support for the teams that you like. It's very much appreciated as our hosts continue to grind through and put out some great stuff for you if you are not just a fan of a single team, but say you're a fan of... You know, looking back at the 2002 Sacramento Kings, Matt George on Locked On Kings did a great documentary series last week about those 02 Kings as we went through the best seasons in franchise history. So please make sure you're checking out all that content from last week. And this week, across the network, we are diving into the best moments, games, feelings, stories, everything from the seasons that are currently on pause. So that means the 2019-20 season for the Raptors. The season that, just before everything went to hell, myself and Louis Zatzman jumped on a podcast and proclaimed the most fun regular season in Raptors history. And joining me today to talk a little bit about some of the best games in a very fun format from the 2019-20 season, it is our pal Big V, Vivek Jacob. What's up, buddy? Hey, nothing much, man. Just uh, lining up uh, what I've got going on for the next month uh, of quarantine. Got through month one pretty okay. Uh, finished watching Parks and Rec, finished watching Mr. Robot. Those are the important things to do in quarantine. How about you? 
I'm good, man. Yeah, I, I just started up Parks and Rec again. I find it's a very good fall asleep show, whether I'm taking an afternoon nap or going to bed at night. It's uh, it's relaxing. There's quiet periods. It's not loud. There's no stupid laugh track keeping you up. You don't have, like, the Seinfeld music blaring and bow, 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 keeping you awake. So Parks and Rec's great. Uh, love it. Good show. Um, but let's uh, let's get into today's show here, buddy. We we got a fun episode. We're gonna dive through the season that is or was or I don't know if we're doing past tense or present tense for it. Still, it's weird. It's so, been over a month since we've seen the Raptors play. Of course, their last game was very wonderful against the Jazz on the ninth, and since then it's been dead air. Um, but so we decided we're gonna go back and look at this season that was or is or whatever because it was awesome, and we're going to draft games that if we were to sort of make a time capsule for the season and say hey watch these five games these would be the games that most tell the story of this Raptors team so a bit of a weird concept but basically how it's going to work is Big V and I are going to go back and forth we're going to make five picks can't du- duplicate we are also just uh, bound by the law I guess of this podcast because I have an arbitrary power uh, that we each have to pick one loss among our five games as well we can pick up to five losses if we want to but I don't think we're going to do that because there aren't that many losses to pick from uh, but we each have to have one loss in our group of five to help tell the story of the season because the Raptors unfortunately did not go undefeated defeated so one loss in there seems uh, about right uh so are you ready for this dude are you uh, are you ready to lose uh no because <laughs> i don't anticipate that happening <laughs> i am very much ready to kick your ass you do win all the time on these things uh it's frustrating <laughs> it's it's very frustrating hopefully i can end that streak today um so okay let's how about this for I'm just gonna pick a random game, and we're gonna to determine who goes first or second. I'm gonna give you an over under question. If you get it right, you go. You get to choose first or second. If you get it wrong, I get to choose first or second. We're not doing snake draft. We're just gonna go back and forth. Does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay. So the over. Oh, although, so, sorry. I feel go ahead. Like we should have a snake draft. Oh, you think we should? I feel like the snake draft. But I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Let's okay. Yeah. Well, fuck, fuck, fuck it. We'll do. We'll, we'll do snake draft. That sounds good to me. Um. So yeah, you get to decide first or second. If you get this correct, the uh. Okay. How many points were scored in the Raptors? Hmm. Eighty. Oh God, I don't want to say the number. I can't. What am I doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh. So Raptors Spurs the day of Kobe's death. Uh, very dark and sad day. Obviously, I don't think anyone's going to be picking this game. The final score, was it higher or lower than a total of 205 points? <sighs> 205 points. Um, I think Pascal scored like 20 plus in the first quarter, so I'm gonna say yes yeah you're right it was 216 i don't know why i picked such a 1995 ass number like 205 but uh <laughs> <laughs> whatever you get to go you decide whether you go first or second how would you like the draft order to go um you know what? i'll give you a first pick I get first pick. Damn it. Uh, I didn't want first pick if we're doing a snake draft, but whatever. That's fine. Um, okay. First pick. First pick. I have not really got my order down. I just have games, and I'm not entirely sure. 
how I want to go with this. Uh, I'm going Raptors over Mavericks, December 22nd, the 30-point comeback. As voted by the people at Raptors.com last month, the greatest individual performance in Raptors history, Kyle going for 32-8-10, the ragtag crew of weirdos that Kyle did a press with for an entire quarter and came back from down 30 with like 14 minutes left. That is my pick. Raptors over Mavericks, December 22nd. Very solid choice. Are you mad you didn't get this pick? Uh, uh, no, not too mad. Okay. Uh, I, I anticipated, you know, that that was obviously in the running for top pick, but um, in terms of the two that I'm going to take now, I'm quite happy with the way uh, you went. So <laughs> I am going to take uh, the Raptors defeating the Lakers uh, yeah. right after Kyle and Serge got injured. I mean, I think the expectations coming into that game were pretty much non-existent because um, at that point we the Raptors didn't even have a bench. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought that that was just an incredible win. You got incredible highlights from Chris Boucher rejecting both uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. You have Pascal Siakam crossing up Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. So that that was arguably my favorite win of the season. So I'm gonna take that. With my second pick. Well, hold on. I, I want to offer a thought on the on the Lakers game for just a second. Uh, we, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, very good game. Uh, was definitely one of my top two or three options on the board. Probably would have been taken if I had the second and third picks, unless you took it first, first overall, which maybe it sounds like you were going to. Um, th- this game ruled, too, because this was like kind of a strange pivot point for the season in that if things really went poorly like on that road trip after those injuries when they start out i think 7 and 2 or 6 and 2 and things look good and then Kyle and Ibaka get hurt you know things could have very quickly spiraled to the point where they start looking at potentially you know blowing things up and, and trading away guys at the deadline which they obviously didn't end up doing because they were way too good but there was a, a world in which Chris Boucher doesn't come into that game and go 7 of 11 with 15 points and three blocks. And there's a world in which Ronda Hellish Jefferson stays in Nick Nurse's doghouse. And if those things happen and they can't scrape by with just the starting five they had on hand, plus, uh, you know, there wasn't even really a trusted eight at that point because Pat- Patrick McCall was out too. You know, if if you can't get by with the crew you had, there there was going to be some real trouble there for sure without Kyle and Ibaka. And that game kind of proved that at the very least they could keep their heads above water. And obviously they went like nine and two over the next eleven, which was awesome. But that was a sneaky sort of important fork in the road game because things could have gone pretty haywire if things didn't go well with that bench unit. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent That's a great point you make, and um. And you think about how important, you know, someone like Rondé Hollis Jefferson has become to the team since then, uh, and, the, and the way he played in that game. And you think about just, you know, Fred and Pascal having to carry the team, and the way people were sort of like again, there were no expectations going in, especially against the Lakers and the Clippers the next night. And so for them to compete as hard as they did, to and the defense to be what it was, and for Nick Nurse to just do everything he possibly could uh, to keep them in these games. Um, oh, you, you had Nick Nurse winning his first challenge, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> big day, big day. So, yeah. So, um, a lot of fun stuff in that game. I'm very happy I picked it second. Um, for my third choice, now, 
this, I'm making a bit of a last second change Ooh. because because you now have the comeback. Um, I feel like I can't let you have both big comebacks. The, the Raptors had several comebacks, but this one, uh, the game against the Pacers, the one that takes the win streak to a franchise record. Oh, um, damn it. 12. And yeah, Ibaka nailing that huge shot. Raptors down. Who was it? I think they were down 10 with like two minutes left, and they go on that crazy run. Um, Ibaka, Siakam, and Lowry, if I'm not mistaken, can combine to score all the points in the fourth quarter. Um, and yeah, that was just a wild, wild game. And, you know, we've kind of had that win streak um, sort of, you know, it, it, my, getting that monkey off your back in terms of the 11 games that they've done it twice and now finally to get to the 12 I thought that was uh, really really cool so yeah I will take that with my third choice that is a really good call Kyle was insane in this game he had 32 8 and 10 like he did against the Mavericks the exact same line um, Abaka so when I did the greatest individual performances bracket for Raptors.com I was I, I chose an Ibaka game from 2018-19 just because I, I kind of wanted to spread it out a little bit, and I didn't want to have three games from the most recent season because that felt like way too recency bias laden. But this Ibaka game, 37-3 and with a steal, 13 of 21 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, but also that game-winning 3. Like, that was one of the best games he's ever played, I'm pretty sure, especially in a Raptors uniform. Yeah. It, it was awesome. And, yeah, that, that comeback, that was... So I think by that point in the season, we'd kind of grown accustomed to the Raptors never being out of it and them always finding some sort of way to at least scrap to within competitiveness, whether it was using like insane presses late in games or uh, you know just their ability to kind of string together good possessions defensively late in the game to sort of make it closer than it should have been. This game was still even just like a facepalm moment. Like how how did they do that? They were down by so much to a Pacers team that was like, pretty desperate at the time if I recall they were just working Oladipo back in they were they were in a bit of a tailspin in the standings they lost a few games in a row and they seemed like they kind of figured things out especially in the second quarter against the Raptors in this game where they won at 43-18 and it seemed like you know maybe the end of the line for the bench unit for the Raptors it was not a very good Hollis Jefferson game it was the game where I think he played some center and it was just kind of a nightmare for 13 minutes and it didn't work and Patrick <laughs> McCaw played you know a lot of minutes as Patrick McCaw's want to do and it was kind of a rough Terrence Davis night if I recall uh, actually not so bad here it was a tough OG night is what it was he had no points on 0 for 1 shooting and that was a game that afterwards Nick Nurse was like we got to get OG more more shots because it's just not working right now but uh, yeah super awesome game you have Pascal going for 25 as well uh, with five assists and three steals kind of at the peak of Siakam becoming a better playmaker as well kick-ass game very good pick honestly a game that I kind of forgot about and I'm mad that I didn't have it on my board but uh you take this one. What's the date that this one took it down? Just so I can write it down. Raptors over Pacers on February 5th. Okay, so I'm up next, and I'm going to leave you in suspense because first I want to tell you about Postmates. Right now you're quarantined at home. You don't want to go out. You're not supposed to go out, so why don't you just use Postmates? If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant you can think of right to your door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They make life easier with grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery as well. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it, Postmates has you covered, especially right now during this time of sticking inside and not going outdoors. 
stores, get someone to bring it to you. No more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs, don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on the iOS or Android, Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA, all one word, for $100 of free delivery with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And make sure you're tipping your drivers handsomely because they are putting their lives on the line right now. Tip your freak drivers. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's uh, carry on here, Big V. My second pick, the fourth pick overall. I... I'm tempted to take one of the losses, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I think I'm going to go recency. I'm going to take the win over the Jazz to close things out. March 9th, 101-92. Norm Powell, the still reigning Eastern Conference player of the week, a month and a half later, uh, goes down in the first like minute and a half of the game. OG gets hurt, comes back, but uh, they still had to weather a little bit without him on the floor. And it was just one of the greatest Kyle Lowry take the game by the balls games I think I've ever seen. He didn't have like an overwhelming stat line. It was just 21, uh, five and seven with three steals, but he just so, he just dictated that game so like defiantly and they easily could have lost that one second out of the back-to-back last game of the road trip at altitude in Utah. And instead they just like will themselves to this wonderfully inspiring win, which I, I think, you know, left people buzzing for a couple days until Rudy Gobert decided to go and uh, touch all the microphones and then test positive for COVID-19 and then shit hit the fan. And then that game kind of became a source of fear because the Raptors were the team that was most recently in direct contact with Utah. Uh, So weird feelings about it, but the game itself was amazing. What are your thoughts on my pick of Raptors over Jazz on March 9th as my second pick? Yeah, I think it's a really good pick. I think it's a extremely memorable win. Uh, especially considering it's the last game that we do have to remember now. Um, you think about the ridiculous Kyle Lowry fadeaway, step back fadeaway that he hit uh, as the dagger. Um, and again, you think about the injuries that they had to deal with, Norm leaving the game early. Um, Marcus All had come back in the Kings game but sat this one out. So, uh, again, heart of a champion, can't be understated. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this win for a lot of reasons. And, yeah, the defense so good they couldn't even get Corona. <laughs> 
Oh, the, the, the clips of Serge kissing the ball in this game. Uh, some of the most haunting shit you'll ever see. But thankfully, he's all good. Um, we continue on. My third pick, the fifth overall pick. I'm going to go with another win. And you're going to sense a bit of a theme here. Uh, I like Kyle Lowry a lot, Big V. And I'm going to pick the game on December 28th against the Boston Celtics in Boston. The Raptors go in after getting pasted on Christmas Day and get a revenge win, 113-97. Kyle goes for 30 points, four boards, seven assists, two steals, 10 of 17 shooting, five of 10 from downtown. He was just incredible, and they completely frustrated the Celtics. This was probably one of the games that is the source material for a lot of Jason Tatum nightmares uh, as it is related to the Raptors. As he's uh, been quoted saying, the Raptors terrify him and are the best team defending him. Uh, maybe this is a little bit early for this game. I'm not sure. I feel like there's some game, some glaring omission that I'm forgetting right now. But what are your thoughts on me taking uh, this game, the, the 28th, December 28th win over Boston? I think it's a little early. I'm happy that now the games that I want are going to be available. Shit. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's a really fun game. Um, coming off the Christmas loss, you wanted a response, and that's what this team has done all season uh, for Kyle to sort of lead the way. And let's not forget, this was the Patrick McCaw game. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that was wild. Uh, no one saw that coming. Uh, for him to sort of make shots from the outside, had a couple of moves uh, on the drive too, which were pretty surprising uh, and impressive. But yeah, a very fun night in Boston where as much as they tried to sort of peck away at the Raptors lead, they just couldn't get it done. Kyle was just amazing. Uh, got big buckets when he needed to play, you know, his playmaking is always on point. Uh, yeah. Another fun win. Um, good pick, man. Yeah. I, I think I, a bit early. maybe it is. I, I think I really am feeling this week from Kyle more than anything, because that was right after, the game where you lose Gasol, Powell, and Siakam all in the same game. And things seem very dire at that point. They haven't quite rattled right. off all of their wins yet, so they're only 22-10 and 10 after this victory, which is still a great record, but not quite out of the woods of, you know, a couple weeks of bad play kind of brings up all those trade deadline conversations again, um, which I hated and did not want any part of. And this was just such a such a Larry week. He, even the game, if I mean, I, I won't say the name of the game earlier in the week in case you want to pick it as your loss, but there was a game where they lost in overtime earlier in the week where he was incredible too and kind of got them there on his own. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I This was such a great Lowry season. I feel like it's necessary for me to have a lot of Lowry in my, my, my draft pool just because of he, he kind of defined the whole year and I'm trying to pick the hits, but... Um, I mean, this was a great surge game, too. We had 20 and 10 on 9 of 14. Uh, you mentioned McCaw, 18, 7, and 8 on 8 of 12 and 2 of 4 from 3. Like, what the hell is that from Patrick McCaw? <laughs> it's wild. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was the moment Nick Nurse has been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he. Uh, no one was happier about this game than Nick Nurse, for sure. Um, also, I, I thought it deserved to be drafted because uh, the Celtics losing is always a good thing, and it kept them in the running for a tiebreaker that might still matter. I don't, probably not going to matter now, but um, might have mattered had things gone down to the wire in the season. So, um, yeah, love this game. Kyle rules. This this week from Kyle was something else. What's your next pick? My next pick, I am going to take. Uh, Marcus All holding Joel Embiid to zero points. Oh, damn it. I forgot <laughs> about this game, too. Uh, 
God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, yeah. This, you know, it, I, I'm going to make you feel even worse. I probably would not have picked um, that uh, Boston game with either of these picks that I have <sighs> right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that, that was just a ridiculous night. Again, you know, uh, the Raptors sort of had uh, exceeded expectations on that West Coast trip. Then they had to come back home and, you know, uh, taking on Philly, I don't think anyone would have everyone, – everyone would have sort of given them a pass if they had lost this game. Um, and But for Marcus Gasol to shut down Joel Embiid the way that – for Philly to come back, you know, with all that juice, the first time they're coming back into the arena after that game seven, you would have expected them – to be throwing haymakers all over the place. Um, but no, instead, Josh Richardson went over three at the free throw line and the crowd just went absolutely berserk. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, super fun win. Uh, I have to pick this one again. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam, the best player from Africa recementing his position there in this game. Oh, man, um, I'm so mad at myself right now. God. <laughs> I mean, I can't be mad about having a good Kyle game, but I already had a lot of good Kyle games, and now I'm second-guessing myself and surely setting myself up to lose the fan vote when we put it to a fan vote as to who won this draft. I'm going to have to get weird my last couple picks, go for the heartstrings a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, this was a fully healthy Sixers team too, which is hilarious. And I know it was very early on in them figuring things out, but that Embiid just punking by Gasol even though Gasol was like one for eight on the night it just didn't matter who cares he was just and be with his, was his chew toy all night um and yeah. yeah it really kind of like I think this was still kind of before I really believe the Raptors were better than the Sixers like I, I still I picked the Sixers to win the title and I think I probably still believed it at this point when they were 11 and 6 and you know figuring things out this game, I think, was probably a big hit against that <laughs> because they looked they looked scared. They looked like cowards. It was great. I loved every second of it. Pascal was awesome. He had twenty five and seven on nine of nineteen. Fred had a great game. That was part of Fred's like wonderful start to the season. Uh, he was at twenty four points and eight eight assists on nine of fifteen. OG was five of ten with twelve points. Powell had ten points. Ronde had sixteen off the bench with ten boards and three assists. Like, yeah, this is a good pick, dude. I'm pretty mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, 
Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, go make the other pick that I should have taken probably. Uh, show me where I'm wrong with again, please. Uh, well, I mean, I sort of already hinted at this before we even did the show. So I think for me, uh, opening night to see the banner go up, and I specifically asked you beforehand whether, you know, what happens before the game and all that. Uh, and I was going to so snake you on this pick too, and I forgot to do There's too many games is what we're t- t- determining here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, uh, being the adjudicator, said it does count. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, to see the championship banner, to see the players get their rings, Kyle's speech, the dances from Serge, from Norm, um, yeah, for all the fans to be in the building, looking back on all the highlights. Um, and then guess what? The game was pretty damn good, too. Uh, goes to overtime. Pascal and Fred combined for 68 points. Uh, Kyle saying after the game that, you know, they're – the ones that are going to usher in this new era for Raptors basketball uh, and sort of, you know, a passing of the torch. Yeah, th- this game is just unbelievable for me. Uh, I'm so happy I have it. <sighs> we're gonna, we might be in one of those situations where uh, I accidentally delete the recording and we have to redo it and then I screw with you and take one of these two games. I mean, the fact that these games fell, these probably both should have been, like, top four picks overall. So this is bad on both of us. But, um, damn. Yeah, ring night was awesome. Fred going crazy. Pascal, 34-18-5 is stupid. It was great. Uh, you still had Marc Gasol smelling like rum. <laughs> Very clearly, like, still working off the hangover. Um, and beating the Pelicans is always nice. Like JJ Redick getting handed a second loss, you know, in a close game to the Raptors in Toronto was pretty nice. You gotta love that always. Um, I guess the one thing, the drawback to this game is it was supposed to be Zion night as well. And maybe in hindsight, it's like a good thing that he didn't play in that game because it would have taken away from the whole Raptors, uh, celebration of it all. Cause Zion would have been making his debut, but, uh, that was such like the buzz, ahead of that and i think it was only like a week before the season that zion was ruled out the buzz going into that opening night was crazy because of the zion and because of ring night and because of everything that was at play and not having zion did take it away a little bit but at the same time nicola melli almost killed the raptors on his own so that that's worth something too uh four or five from three for nicola melli crazy stuff um but yeah <laughs> great pick can't deny excellent pick and now i think there's a lot of wins left on the board. I think I got to go with a loss. And there's a few I can go with, I think. I... God. I think I'm going to take the Clippers' loss. The game after the Lakers' game, uh, where it's their first game Solid against choice. Kawhi. They, you know, they were not expected to win that game whatsoever. Second out of the back-to-back, they're still hurt. And they played their damn asses off in that game. And it was really inspiring. One of those first games that made you want to run through a wall that this team put up. 
And, I mean, you had, you know, it was rough going for a lot of these guys because, you know, the shooting lines were not there. They shot 40% in the game, only took 85 shots overall. Siakam led the team with 16 points on 6 of 17. Fred only had 14 on 6 of 20. But they just defended their bags off in this game and made things impossible on Kawhi. Kawhi ended up finishing the game going 2 of 11 with nine turnovers <laughs> like that was yeah that was a career worst yeah and, and like seeing og guard him so capably was really inspiring too um i think they got pat bev what? met no, at some point og was out of the game after like two minutes this is the one where he got his oh that's right that's right <laughs> it was ron day that did such a good job on him and just the trapping i guess too um yeah i don't know why i thought og did a good it made him in the next game against the yeah, you're right. This we have what this was the game you got a Kawhi digit in the face. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um so even even more inspiring cuz that surely should have ruled them out of winning the game or even coming close. And obviously they lost the plot a little bit near the end. They lost the final quarter 25-10, but they went into the fourth with a lead and it, it was really inspiring stuff for 3 quarters and a bit. And keeping Kawhi to two of two of eleven was uh, really really nice. Yes, Lou Williams kind of punked them, which uh, always makes me mad because uh, Lou Williams is the bait of my existence. But uh, I, I, other than that, kind of hard to argue with anything in this game. And it was again one of those games that kind of hinted that maybe they were going to be just fine with all the injuries. Although it was starting to get concerning with OG going out as well. Um, thanks for the correction there, by the way. God, my brain not ready for today, but I think I made a good pick. Um, all good, man. Yeah, that yeah. is a solid uh, choice with the loss. Um, since we have to do one of those, and yeah, one of the one of the highlights that I remember from that game is the Chris Boucher block on Montrez Harrell. Hell I mean, to the yeah! <laughs> that was that was spectacular. Um, I'm sorry, I just said hell to the yeah. <laughs> I, I was just gonna, you know, try and mm, ignore it. Yeah. Um, Unsure what that was about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the defense. This was that stretch where the Raptors were just holding every superstar that came uh, that crossed their path to just like ridiculous lows and uh, to limit Kawhi to two of eleven. The, the turnovers. The you know, this is where you know Kawhi this season has been running a lot more pick and roll and the way they trapped him and disrupted uh, his passes. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty damn special to watch. Later, uh, you know, they shut down Damian Lillard as well. So, um, yeah, this was a special, special run for uh, the team defensively, and that's what was keeping them in games. I mean, obviously, towards the end of this trip, they kind of, kind of ran out of gas, and which you expect when you're playing uh, with that level of intensity um, on the defensive end. But yeah, really, really fun game. Um, kind of sucks that they didn't pull it out in the end, but. They had no right to be in it in the first place. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, really wonderful game, all, all told, and uh, more happy memories than bad, unless you're OG Ananobi's eyeball. Um, all right, my final pick. I have to pick a win, and this might be a little bit off the board, but this game stands out to me as being super fun, and one of the last instances of seeing the whole team really together I think I'm going with January 15th in Oklahoma City. They go in. They absolutely kick the piss out of the Thunder for the first half of the game and even really the first, like, two and a half quarters. They were amazing. I think they were up by, like, 30 at one point. 
They were their offense was as crisp as it's ever looked. It was the first game back for Marcus Saul, uh, one of the first games back for Siakam as well, and Powell was also playing. Powell came off the bench. He had 23 points on nine of 11 shooting, three of four from deep. Uh, you had six or seven guys in double figures, including Terrence Davis, who had 12 points and five of eight uh, to go with seven boards, three assists, three steals. Um, you, again, you had Gasol returning and playing an amazing game, 15, 5, and 6 on 6 of 9. You had Kyle going for a really steady game with 17, 4, and 8. OG had 21 points on 8 of 13, 3 of 6 from downtown, 5 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals. The stat lines in this game are nuts. Abaka had 15 as well on efficient shooting. And this game kind of had all the things you want from a regular season game as well because you had the first half where they were just like on this different plane. They score 73 first-half points. They're up by 18 at halftime, but they were up by as much as 30. And they just were playing beautiful, incredible, genius basketball, which I did not expect in the first game back at, at full health in a very long time. And then the game got close in the second half, as like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who we all love, was doing very mean things to the Raptors. And you had, you know, Danilo Gallinari was having a nice run when the Raptors were thinking about maybe trading for him, or at least Raptors fans were thinking about that. Um, And so I just, I really enjoyed that second half because as much as blowouts are fun in the regular season, close games are way more fun to watch and are way more engaging. And I just, I was thrilled that that game had sort of the multitudes of, dancing around at how good and just absurdly powerful the Raptors were and then also getting the tenseness of a close game. And it was also the first game with a 15-game winning streak, which is a kind of a historic, cool little moment as well. So Raptors over Thunder on January the 15th. That game was super-duper fun. Is this a bad pick that I've just made? No, I think, I think it's a good choice. I think so. that's your five now that you've got, right? Yes, yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think you've got a solid five there. Um, and that fifth choice, I think the only other game game that maybe you could have gone with would have been the Raptors at home against the Jazz, where they yeah. were up 77-37 at halftime. Um, but, you know, I think with the added intrigue, uh, being on the road and whatnot, uh, I think this one, you know, might have a little bit more to it. So it's a, it's a good choice. Um, so it's your final Kyle pick. made a couple of... Big late plays in this one, he too. He did, yeah. Um, it's your so, final pick now. Are you taking that Jazz game? No, I have to take a loss, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very yeah, intrigued yeah. what you're going to take here. What do you got? So, I am going to go with the uh, DeMar DeRozan return. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think... First of all, you know, as a Raptors fan, this is probably the one loss that you're even kind of okay with. With um, <laughs> Demar winning his his first, you know, his first game in Toronto as a member of the opposing team, and uh, you think about the Raptors having a comfortable lead, and then Demar throwing that ridiculous dunk down on Chris Boucher. Um, Chris Boucher on the ground looked like he had seen a ghost. Um, <laughs> And that sparked their comeback. Uh, you had Pascal at the end, right at the end, missing that uh, shot that could have given the Raptors the lead. Uh, and so, yeah, the Raptors uh, lose that game. But I think overall, um, it's kind of a nice win to, ha- win to have uh, for Demar and the Spurs. And so, I'll take I'll take that loss. Yeah, and that is the last loss before they go on the 15 game winning streak too. So it's not like it hurt them all that much. Uh, this was like as good as I think 
you, anyone's ever seen DeMar in that second half. He was absurd. Uh, completely took the game over. The Raptors didn't really have an answer. Uh, very good pick. And a close one game, too. So I, I can't argue with this one at all. Um, yeah, I, it's a good pick. This is a game where you know the Raptors, I don't think, played their best game by any means. I think they played one of their worst games, really. They should have beaten the Spurs team by quite a bit. But uh, you had a nice Ibaka game, 21-14. and 14. Powell had 20, uh, which I guess he had 20 or more in every single game he played this season, uh, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> it feels like it, at least. Uh, yeah, this was, a, this was a fun one, for sure. This is not a bad pick at all. I would not have picked it as my other loss. I think... Um, the loss against the Bucks to start the season was also pretty fun, where they were down big and Kyle forced a comeback as well, and they got it, I think, to within right. one possession in the last like four or five minutes. That was a really fun one. Um, is it, there's not many losses though. They won a lot of games this year. <laughs> yep. Oh, the other yeah, one, the other loss did. I was thinking was the Rockets game, where yeah, they lost and it was kind of frustrating because the they missed defense. a billion shots, but the defense like set the Rockets up to completely change their team in a in a month basically, because uh, every right. team copied it afterwards, and they realized, oh, Russell Westbrook has to uh, be the only guy on the team that can't shoot. Otherwise, this does not work. So congrats to the Raptors for getting Clint Capella traded to the to the Hawks, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any of the yeah, wins think- that were sort of uh, close for you that you almost included? The wins? I, I did think about the game against the Jazz because um, that first half was just stupid. I mean, 77-37 at halftime, that's not a score you expect to see against what's supposed <laughs> to be a good Western Conference team. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that game was ridiculous. Beyond that, uh, no, I think I think we picked some really good games, man. Uh, I don't think we're really missing any. The thing about this season is that neither of us were going to have bad games because uh, this was a blast of a year, and there was a lot of good games to pick from. Um, I will say... You know know what might have been a fun one to pick is uh, the Brooklyn win uh, during the win streak with OG getting that stop right at the end. Right, right. Um, That was such a funky game. Um, And... So, yeah, I think more, you know, that probably has more to do with, like, the win streak and all that. Oh, you know what? The, the Wolves won after that was kind of fun, too, with Rondé playing center and kicking Carl uh, Anthony Towns' ass. That game was on my short list just because of personal reasons. It was the game that my grandma went to and had, like, a wonderful time, and I felt very happy about that because we got her tickets for Christmas, and she was, like, a little kid getting them. Um, so that was on the short list. <laughs> Also, I know you mentioned that that one Brooklyn win during the streak, but before the streak, on January 4th, they played the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. And it was one of those, like, poke the bear games where Kyle went nuts. Oh, yes. Fred had 29 on 11 of 19. And, like, I I can't remember who was jawing at who in that game. I think it was Jared Allen, maybe, uh, with with someone on the Raptors. Might have been Kyle. It was – it got kind of heated and – as much as it's nice when they beat the Nets in a close game, I love beating the piss out of the Nets too. It's really fun. So um, that was that was the game where I think Kyle set up Surge for an and one, and then he just yelled and one for like five minutes straight. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to ring a bell. This was also a good McCaw game. He was four of seven, which uh, him taking seven shots is, is something else. Um, another great Ibaka was so good all year. 21 and 12. Yeah. Like, God. What a, what a Surge year. Is, Surge is awesome, man. Yeah. Rondé had a good game coming back. 
to Brooklyn. He did, yeah. He was a plus 21 in this game. 10, 5, 2, and 4. Lovely stuff. Gotta love it. He also took a three. I remember, I remember vividly the three he took in this game because I think it was one of the worst bricks I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was from the right corner. They were shooting. They were going left on the screen. And I seem to recall this three being just uh, a comical, comical miss, which is not a bad thing. Also, this was a good O'Shea Brissett game, too, if I recall. Yeah, he came in, played nine minutes, I think mostly in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or in the third quarter as they are making a bit of a run. And he had six points, so... Uh, we never even talked about the, the game Brissett had uh, in Boston. He was awesome in that That's game. true, yeah. That is... There were a couple of those weirdo Brissett games... Like, the only times he really yeah. played, he was really effective, right? Like, he didn't play much. Um, let me pull up his game log, because I feel like there were a couple. But, yeah, that Boston one in particular, because, again, they were so shorthanded, and they just needed dudes who could, like, play defense. And it's wild the yeah, number of times. Yeah, crashed the glass. Yeah. Got a couple of big offensive rebounds, kicked it back out, and Raptors got some big threes out of that. So, yeah, man, shouts to O'Shea. It's wild the number of times he uh, or the Raptors' formula for a win was just like scrape by barely offensively and defend like maniacs. Uh, oh, it was the Portland game they lost by two. That was uh, kind of a heartbreaker because Dame hit a game winner in that one, right? Or it was yeah, some... that's the one where yeah. they didn't call the illegal screen. That's Ronnie right. Destroyed. That's right. Uh, O'Shea had twelve points in that one with six boards and hit two threes. That was a fun one. Um, what a season, man. I'm 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 sad it's not going to come to its conclusion. I hope it does. I don't think it will. But here we'll, we'll hope. It'll be a lot, it'll be a lot of fun if we do get to see this team again because this team is insanely likable and fun. You are also insanely likable and fun, Big V. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, I have my usual stuff going on at Complex, so you can always find my stuff there. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. I was just wondering if maybe we should recap our picks. I was going to say, in the interest of doing a good segue, I just teed you up. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll recap the picks now. <laughs> so Big V has Raptors over Lakers November 10th. Uh, Pacer, Raptors over Pacers 119-118 on February 5th with the Serge Ibaka game winner. Raptors over Sixers. Joel Embiid scores zero points. Uh, ring night and the Spurs win over the Raptors in Toronto. DeMar taking over in the second half. My picks, I took the Raptors over the Mavs, coming back from down 30 on the 22nd of December. Raptors over Jazz, March 9th. Raptors over Celtics, December 28th, part of my run of insane Kyle Lowry games. Uh, Raptors lose to the Clippers on November the 4th, and the Raptors win over the Thunder January 15th to kick off the winning streak in a super fun game. So, yeah, I think you're going to win here. I hope not, but I think you're going to (laughs) win, as as you're wont to do whenever we do any sort of competition on this stupid podcast, but <laughs> congratulations, I guess. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, me the trophy, right? Yeah, and now you can plug whatever you want to plug. Yeah, no, like I said, you got my regular stuff going at Complex, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vivica and Jacob. Um, if you haven't caught it yet i did a sunny weem story on what his experience has been like playing in china and then sort of having to stop uh and then go back to the states and just a lot of craziness and that uh, i did that for sportsnet um so yeah that's that's around the interweb if you want to go find it as well how much young guns talk was there with sunny weems oh we we, we talked about the those old rappers a little bit and definitely a fond memory uh, he loves Toronto, man, and yeah. his his daughter 
he's being raised here in Mississauga, so he comes back here as much as he can. He was here for the finals. He, he, he told me he couldn't, he couldn't miss that for anything. So he was here for the finals run. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, if you were a Raptors fan in those days, definitely uh, a memorable guy uh, with a lot of fun moments. Sonny Weems versus Demar. Who's going to be better? Was a thing one day. Uh, it, it's, it's wild <laughs> that it was, but it was an actual argument because I think Sonny Weems did have a better season than Demar in like his first season here. But that's uh, besides the point. We'll dive back into those dark days at some point, I'm sure, on another episode of the podcast. Um, until then, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe to, rate, review, all that good stuff. It's very much appreciated. You can listen to me every morning on TSN 1150 in Hamilton if you want morning radio garbage. Uh, we talk a lot of nonsense as there is not sports to fill our time. So uh, tune in for that. It's a lot of fun. And that is going to do it. We will be back again on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.